BestBookBits.com presents Only the Paranoid Survive by Andrew Grove. Andy Grove, founder and former CEO of Intel, shares his strategy for success as he takes the reader deep inside the workings of a major company. In Only the Paranoid Survive, under Andy Grove's leadership, Intel became the largest chipmaker and one of the most admired companies in the world. In Only the Paranoid Survive, Grove reveals his strategy for measuring the nightmare moment every leader dreads. When massive change occurs and a company must, virtually overnight, adapt or fall by the wayside in a new way. Grove calls such a moment a strategic inflection point, which can be set off by almost anything. Mega competition, a change in regulations, or a seemingly modest change in technology. When a strategic inflection point hits, the ordinary rules of business go out the window. Yet managed right, a strategic inflection point can be an opportunity to win in the marketplace and emerge stronger than ever. Grove underscores his message by examining his own record of success and failure, including how he navigated the events of the Pentium floor, which threatened Intel's reputation in 1994, and how he has dealt with the explosions in growth of the internet. The work of a lifetime, only the paranoid survive, is a classic of managerial and leadership skills. The written and audio summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring the book summary of Only the Paranoid Survive. Some things change. In 1994, Intel's Pentium processors suffered from floating point bug. Surprisingly for Intel, once the consumers became aware of the bug, rather than reaching out to manufacturers, they were calling Intel directly. It became obvious at the point that Intel had become a household name. Even though it's selling to enterprises, consumers think of it as a consumer electrics company and have the same expectations of customer service. A 10x change. Number one, power, vigor, and competence of competitors, their focus and funding. Number two, power, vigor, and competence of suppliers. Are there sufficient number of them? Number three, power, vigor, and competence of customers. Are there few of them or a lot, or, and how demanding are they? Number four, power, vigor, and competence of potential competitors. What about those who are not competing today but might come in if the circumstances change? And number five, the possibility of subtraction. Can some other product or service substitute for your product or service? This is most deadly. Number six, power, vigor, and competence of complementers. Some products work well with other products. For example, cars need gasoline. A sudden change in magnitude of these forces by an order makes it 10x force. A 10x force makes a company go through an inflection point. Either the business reaches new heights or it declines. The morphing of the computer industry. Till 1980, the computer industry was split along vertical competitors. They built chips, OS, as well as the application software. After an inflection point, competition became more along horizontal lines. Companies were competing solely on either the chips, operating software, or the application software while maintaining compatibility with other players. Compaq, Dell, Novell, became the players who understood the new battle. IBM launched OS 2, which was meant to work with the other PC manufacturers. Its name rhymed with IBM's PS2, and the fact that IBM was competing with the same manufacturers in PC business produced a lot of friction for IBM to market OS 2. There were three rules which the successful companies like Dell, Novell, and Compaq followed. Number one, don't differentiate without a difference. Number two, don't fight a new wave of technology. Instead, grab it. And number three, instead of cost-based pricing, focus on what the market will accept as a price and then work towards cutting cost to make money out of it. 
This will allow for economies of scale. They're everywhere. Number one, 10x change in competition. Walmart had superior logistics than others. Companies who succeeded against it did so by specializing. For example, Home Depot, Office Depot, Toys R Us, etc. Number two, 10x change in competition. Next was built around the vertical industry model. It was aimed at competing against Mac, except that industry changed in the meanwhile and found itself competing against several PC manufacturers. Next saved itself by becoming a software-only company afterward. And number three, 10x change in technology. From 1927 onwards, movies started to have sound. Some actors lived in denial while others accepted the change and became successful. Number four, 10x change in technology. When ship containerization was introduced, Seattle and Singapore became major ports by modernizing themselves. 10x Number five, 10x change in technology. When PCs were introduced, DEC, who transitioned the work from IBM's mainframe to DEC's mini computers, failed to acknowledge that PCs would disrupt them. Number six, 10x change in customer. In 1920s, Ford failed to acknowledge that customers are looking for more style and leisure than its standard Model T. GM won by introducing those models. Supercomputer Industry and Cray Computer Corp died at the end of the Cold War as computing-based moved to microprocessors and government spending dried up. Number seven, 10x change to supplies. Travel agent commissions used to be the third largest cost for airlines after labor and fuel. Eventually, airlines started to put a cap on commissions. Number eight, 10x change in complementers. PC industry and Intel are mutually dependent. Any changes to one impacts the other. As you note, both Intel and processors and PC industry are struggling as of 2014. Number nine, 10x change in regulation. In 1906, Food and Drug Act was passed, mandating that all medicines must label their ingredients. So things like morphine and cannabis have to be either removed or the company will lose market share. Number 10, 10x change in regulation. In 1968, FCC ruled that telephone companies cannot mandate its equipment for customers. Bill Systems' monopoly in equipment was lost. Its monopoly reduced even further when in 1984, AT&T finished its voluntary breakup into six baby bells. The new baby bells learned that they need to prepare for competition. Privatization of state-owned companies pr produces the same impact where they either failed or learned to become good at marketing. Why not do it ourselves? Intel started in 1968 and by 1984, its primary revenue line, that is memory was, memories, was struggling against Japanese competitors. CEO George Moore and Andy realized that if they bring in a new CEO, he will get Intel out of the memory business. Therefore, they decided that Intel should get out of the memory business. Four out of five fabs were already producing microprocessor chips instead of memories because the fab resources were being reallocated automatically based on profits. There was a lot of political turmoil internally. Customers were not surprised since they were expecting this. The complete focused on 386 processors, which became a huge success. Lesson. When a new CEO is brought in, usually when the company is struggling, he succeeds not because he is better, but because he does not have the same emotional attachment to the obsolete past as the previous one. Signal or noise. A signal which might be indicating a 10x change should be evaluated regularly. It could be noise internally or it might become an important indicator later. X-ray. 
Intel felt X-ray based lithography is a noise while IBM felt it's a signal and is spending a lot of resources on it. RISC versus CISC. For a short period of time, there was a fear that CISC will become obsolete and RSIC will take over. Intel worked on the 860 series, which was backward incompatible with the 386 series and the 486 series. Eventually, they realized there's a noise and advantage which RSIC has to offer over CISC are not substantial enough for PC manufacturers to make a switch. How to differentiate between a signal and a noise? Number one, is your key competitor about to change? Use silver button test. Whom would you kill if you had only one bullet left to find out who is a key competitor? Number two, is your key complementer about to change? Has current key complementer became less important? Is there a different company taking its place? Number three, do people seem to be losing it around you? You and your management were selected by evolution to be the best person to handle original business. If it's been disrupted, the very process which got you and your associates where you are might retard your ability to recognize the trend. Middle management, especially in sales, is the first one to notice that something has changed. They might lack perspective or expertise, but have so much more exposure than the top-level management to the outside world. Think of these individuals as messengers and never ever shoot the messenger for bringing bad news. First version trap. Quality of the first version of a new technology is usually shoddy, but one should think about its long-term potential and significance assuming that the quality will eventually become good. Debates are difficult, challenging and important. It's never clear on how to navigate inflection points and therefore debates which bring in different perspectives are important. Let chaos reign. The inertia of success, senior managers prefer to spend time on same old strategies since they are good at it. They find it uncomfortable to focus on the new one and hence fail when inflection points are encountered. Some experimentation is necessary to prepare for inflection points. It's better to start early when revenues and profits from current products are strong than to start late when revenues are declining and competitors have already captured significant market share. Reign in chaos. To cross the chaotic valley of death inflection point, one should come up with a simplified directions. For example, as Intel was struggling in the memory business, a new direction was Intel, the microcomputer company. Such directions set up further actionable directions, e.g. for Intel, half of the managers should learn or will be replaced with people who know the software, the resources, physical or human, should be shifted accordingly. While navigating inflection points, it's important for everyone to aim for one single direction. Don't split the company along multiple directions. Hedging is expensive and it dilutes commitment. Facing competition with only half the resources is dangerous. It's important to make the message clear to media since employees put more weight on what they hear from the outside. Executives' calendar appointments should emphasize the new direction as well. The companies who succeed have a good dialectic between top-down, coming from the CEO, and bottom-up, coming from middle-level managers' actions. The internet signal or noise, threat or promise. Ashes note, this chapter is obsolete for people growing up as a part of the internet generation, as it does not provide any useful knowledge. Career inflection points. Be always alert and aware of changes in the environment. Keep an eye on whether your company is losing ground to competitors, implying job change for you, or is the whole sector is being transformed, implying skill acquisitions 
for you. Whenever you believe that a career inflection point is coming, inactivity is dangerous. Choose a direction and commit yourself fully to navigate the valley of death. And that's a wrap on Only the Paranoid Survive Summary. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out currently over 400 video book summaries. And also check out our website, bestbookbits.com, where you can download the PDF version of the written summary in categories from biography, business and marketing, habits, health, leadership, sales, money, personal development, philosophy, psychology, real estate, relationships, spirituality, success, and time management. If you're into audio podcasts, check out mixcloud.com forward slash bestbookbits, where you'll find over 400 book audio summaries to listen to at your time. And last, Instagram channel, Best Book Bits for daily posts and motivational quotes. Thanks for watching and listening to this summary. Have a great day. Take care.